Paul here with today's tip to help you pass ACLS. Patients with a heart rate over 100 are tachycardic. Those with a narrow complex tachycardia at a rate of 150 or more are said to be in supraventricular tachycardia, or SVT. Patients in SVT with hypotension, signs of shock, acute CHF, or ischemic chest pain are considered unstable and should be cardioverted with a synchronized shock. For stable patients in SVT, adenosine is the first IV medication given following vagal maneuvers and is today's PASS ACLS tip topic. Listening to a tip daily for a few weeks before your class will help to cement the key concepts needed for you to pass your ACLS written exam and megacode. Push the plus, follow, or subscribe button in your listening app, or activate the PASS ACLS flash briefing skill on your Amazon voice device so you don't miss upcoming tips. You can find additional ACLS-related resources at PASSACLS.com. For patients with sustained tachycardia, we should attempt to identify the underlying cause and address it. Hypoxia, hypovolemia, sepsis, shock, anxiety, fear, and a slew of other conditions can cause tachycardia. When the heart rate becomes too fast, generally over 150 beats a minute, cardiac output can be affected due to insufficient time for the heart's chambers to fill, decreasing the preload. Patients with a sustained rate over 150 may be stable for now, but won't likely stay that way, so intervention is indicated. After assessing vitals, SAO2, and obtaining a 12-lead, we should start an IV of normal saline and administer oxygen if the pulse ox is less than 90%. For patients with suspected shock or hypovolemia, a fluid bolus of 250 to 500 milliliters might be helpful and should be attempted if there aren't any contraindications such as CHF with pulmonary edema, renal failure, or anasarca. If fluids and oxygen don't help, vagal maneuvers should be attempted next. Common vagal maneuvers are covered in a separate PASS ACLS Tip of the Day episode. Adenosine is our next intervention and is indicated for stable patients with sustained SVT refractory to vagal maneuvers. Adenosine is a naturally occurring nucleoside that has effects throughout the body. In the heart, it temporarily stops the SA node and blocks conduction through the AV node. Some liken the effects of adenosine to that of a chemical cardioversion. And while that's true on a superficial level, adenosine doesn't stop atrial activity when atrial stimulation isn't from the SA node, like AFib and A-flutter. Because adenosine stops conduction of the SA and AV node, its use is contraindicated in patients with second or third degree heart blocks. Adenosine has also been known to cause bronchospasm, so it should be used with caution in patients with a history of asthma or COPD and avoided altogether for patients experiencing active bronchospasm. Adenosine may also be considered for wide complex monomorphic tachycardias but it is not a frontline intervention. The initial dose of adenosine is 6 mg given rapid IV push immediately followed with a 20 milliliter flush. Adenosine must be given rapidly. If SVT resumes, a second dose of 12 mg of adenosine can be given in 1 to 2 minutes. A smaller starting dose of 3 mg may be effective in patients with a transplanted heart 
while a dose larger than 12 mg may be required if the patient has caffeine or theophylline on board. After administration of adenosine, it's common for patients to experience a period of chest discomfort as well as a short episode of asystole on the monitor. As the medication breaks down, we should see heart activity resume. In cases where the heart rate is very fast, it can be difficult to distinguish P waves on the ECG. Administering adenosine may allow us to see the underlying fib or flutter waves for a few seconds as the medication wears off. It's now that adenosine has a diagnostic attribute. In cases of AFib or flutter, a second dose of adenosine isn't likely to be effective, so we can skip the second dose and switch to a calcium channel blocker or beta blocker. These medications work by a different mechanism and are more effective for the treatment of atrial rhythms with RVR. If you'd like more information about adenosine and other antiarrhythmics, check out the pod resource page at passacls.com. I've shared links to some of my favorite medical podcasts that cover ACLS-related topics. Coffee Break Hems and Ninja Nerd have full-length episodes on commonly used antiarrhythmics, and an episode of Emergency Medical Minute reviews the Brugada criteria used to differentiate VTAC from SVT with aberrancy. If you found today's review of adenosine helpful, consider giving back via the secure link in the episode description or take a few seconds to leave a five-star review. I'm here to help you pass ACLS. Thanks for listening, and good luck with your class.